Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents, and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality? From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org. Your spiritual guide for Sin to Zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. Hello and welcome to today's podcast, From Sin to Zen. So we've kind of started out with the, the, the former uh, idea of sin to get to zen by undoing uh, the sin consciousness. And we've learned, for you that might be new, and you can uh, go back and listen to some other podcasts, that we found out that the word sin actually is just a word that means missing the mark. And um, it doesn't mean a category of what is uh, what people do that's good or bad. It has to do with a consciousness, a mindset. And that mindset is a belief in separation. It says that uh, I'm not you, you're not me. God is out there somewhere in the sky, and uh, 
I can only find God when I go to a building called a church, and uh, all of that kind of teaching is what people are beginning to outgrow, millions of people in the world. But uh, as they're beginning to shed all of this religious Babylonian garments, uh, they're finding a a new spirituality, a spirituality that directs them within themselves for what we've looked for out there was looking for us in here. So we definitely recognize the very presence that we call God within, within ourselves. I wanted to continue what I started last week, and so if you're interested in this subject, which I do have to admit that I do pick more controversial subjects that other people don't want to deal with, but that's why I have this podcast, is to try to fill in some of these blind spots in consciousness that religion has left in all of us, unanswered questions that have not been really answered and put into another life, like we'll understand it better by and by or after we die and go to heaven, and then we can ask God or Jesus or whatever. But I don't believe that. I believe that uh, the Spirit, God, whatever you choose to call it, is available to us right here, right now, as it ever will be. We just have a lot of blockages to get rid of, and that which has been put into our belief systems that's not aligned to the truth. Your belief system won't set you free, but your truth will set you free. And it's time for us to find the universal truth. And the universal truth is we are one, that there is no separation. There's only a belief in separation. But also your truth, not just universal truth, but your truth. Why are you here at this time? What is your purpose of being here? What has your life been about? What have you learned from your past experiences? What's your vision in going forward to co-create the destiny of the world? These are the big questions that needs to be addressed as far as I'm concerned. So we started uh, talking about uh, spirits, actually. Uh, Of course, I'm giving you a lot of subjects that I've touched into because of my upbringing in a very fundamentalist Christian church that believed in demons and devils. And uh, there was a ministry that was very popular in the 60s and 70s called the Deliverance Ministry, which was all over the world, especially here in the United States of America, is preachers were trying to cast people's demons and devils out. Uh, So I kind of grew up in that. And like every human being, I had my own idiosyncrasies. I had some things that I was taught was not pleasing to God, and I was willing to give those things up. So I would go to these uh, guys who were going to cast these things out of me that was not pleasing to God, uh, that I found out to be very human. You can't uh, cast out your humanity. Your humanity is your humanity. and uh, But they have made a category of things that is sin. This is a sin. That is a sin. This is a sin. To think this way is a sin. To act that way is a sin. And we categorize it into these different things when it's only a mindset. It's a consciousness. We know that the word does mean missing the mark uh, in in um, in the Greek in which it was translated into the English. And uh, what's interesting in that definition is the word uh, mark, M-A-R-K, which is an influence in the English language from the Greek word karagma, karagma. And you say, well, that's Greek to me, that doesn't mean anything to me. But what means is the word we got in the English from that word, which is character. 
So when you miss your true character, when you miss your true nature, when you're not in the presence of the authenticity of who you are, you're missing the mark. You're in a different nature. And it's that nature that is not the nature of the divine, which is our authentic self, that sometimes becomes things in our life, mainly because we empower them through our beliefs and how that we perceive um, these different things that we've been been taught. So <clears throat> I want to continue on because I wanted I wanted I left you with uh, sharing my experience that I had with this idea of releasing spirits. Um, <clears throat> There is a book, I do have a book, it's called Take Another Look, uh, that explains a lot of what I'm talking about. If you happen to be interested in that, you can um, let us know here uh, at this podcast, and we'll be glad to uh, uh, see if we can get one of these books into your hands. Um, But it has taken a lot of words out of the Greek and the Hebrew and out of dogma and doctrine and brought it into a new and different perspective. And so we took the word devil, we've taken the word evil and all of that last week. So I really encourage you to listen to last week's podcast. It's very important because that's the foundation of where we're going to go today. It's hard sometimes to take the Bible so literally. At least I think it is. It always has been for me. I questioned the Bible because sometimes it contradicted itself. And sometimes it just left me with more questions than answers. And the main thing is a lot of things just didn't resonate with my core of myself, my being, my heart, whatever you choose to call it. And that's important that we all learn how to discern our environments discern the people we're with, discern the places we go, uh, the choices we make, what house we move into, what city we go to, what job we go to. All of these things should be very mindfully done by understanding that there is a plan for your life and a purpose for your life, and you want to resonate with that. If you do, you will have peace that passes understanding, joy that's exceeding, and all of these wonderful things will become not an emotion that comes and goes, but it will come to the state of your being, and that is who you are. It's not, I'm going to become uh, joy or I'm going to become peace. I am peace. And when you put that I am on that word, you empower it. And that's what your spirit becomes is whatever you empower it to become. One of the things I did want to go back and just mention from last week that I think is so important uh, is I use the example of a projector. Since I'm challenging this whole idea of separation, that evil and good are two opposing realities. See, by divine law or principle, I don't believe that. And even the Bible, if you're a good Bible student, you will find scriptures that says there's only one faith, one spirit, one baptism. doesn't say that there is the negative and the positive. There is only that which is, and it is the totality of itself. You see, in the third dimensional world that we live in of opposites and polarization, we need this to know that. In other words, I don't know what's evil until I know what's good. I don't know what's good until I know what evil. So evil is making what's good good, and what's good is making evil evil right? So this is the the duality. But when you come back and 
become really spiritual. You know, that's a powerful term. People use it and throw it around all the time. I'm spiritual, or I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. What that means is that your spirit is becoming you. It is becoming the manifestation of who and what you are. And we do that by aligning ourselves with divine spiritual law. And the law is this. First of all, it says you have to be free from the law of sin and death by the law of the spirit of life. Wow. So the law of the spirit of life frees you from the law of sin and death. So you have to replace it. You can't leave it void and just say, I don't believe in something anymore. And I hear this with a lot of people that I'm around who will say to me, well, I don't believe in hell anymore. Uh, I don't believe in sin anymore. I don't believe in this anymore. But they have nothing to fill that place. They, they have nothing uh, in which to explain why they don't uh, believe in that anymore. So you have to replace things um, that you let go of and you take out of your belief system. You got to bring in uh, a different consciousness of the thing that you have let go of. And that's transformation. It says we shall be renewed, uh, we shall be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that is important. But I was using this example of a projector. Now the projector could represent your human mind, your brain, right? And things run through your brain. Ideas, thoughts, feelings, pictures, And the brain is just really kind of neutral in itself. It's what you put in the brain that makes it. It's not the brain. It is how you pattern uh, thoughts electrically and storm in neurons in the brain that gives you the way you think as a human being. So that means you're the result of how you have been taught. And if you've been taught a certain religion, you're pretty much the result of that. If you've been taught a certain political persuasion, you probably are influenced by that. So there's many things we were taught very young, the first seven years or so, that we have downloaded into the brain and uh, the brain received it. So the brain didn't care if it was good or bad, didn't care if you're Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter if you're saint or sinner or whatever you are. Uh, It just it just becomes whatever you think you are at that moment. Whatever you perceive it to be molds the brain in, the, in that way. So the brain being uh, the projector is kind of just the brain. But let's say that uh, you now turn on the projector and you have light that runs from the, uh, uh, the projector. Now you put in film, Okay. At least we used to. I'm use the old model of the day of films. We went to a movie theater and they ran the film, right? And the film would uh, go through the light and the projector will project it out on a screen. Now, the projector is not bad or good, but let's say the film. This is where the difference is. Let's say you have a very pleasant, wonderful, uplifting, wonderful film, a movie that really makes you feel good and elevated and brings you to your highest best self to enjoy this. And let's say now we put in a different movie. We're not going to change the projector. We're not going to change the light. We're going to change the movie. And this movie is a horror movie. It is just horrible. You can hardly watch all the violence and stuff that's going on this movie. And again, The light did not become bad or horrible. Projector did not become horrible. Just the movie that ran through it. 
So this is where repentance is, or the changing of the mind is. This is where we have to change the movie that we play through the brain. So I just think that's such an important way of telling you that really spirit of itself is like the light that is neither bad nor good. It's just what it's given. What runs through the spirit, then the spirit projects to be. So it's what's in the spirit. It's the movie of your life, the belief of your life that makes all the difference. And that's why it is so important that we realize that our salvation is in changing our mind, which is the word metanoia in Greek or repent in the English language. Metanoia, to change your mind or as some people say, shift your perception. So when you shift your perception to a more love-based rather than a fear-based and then begin to put uh, together uh, an inner picture of what it is to be love-based, that will take away the the fear-based and you'll begin to project on your outer life a new life, a new movie for yourself, and you'll be living something totally different. So I had to say all that because... I want you to know how powerful your mind is and how to use it properly and allow spirit to, as it moves through it, to manifest itself in divine principles, divine teachings. And that's why the teachings is so important that we uh, understand because these, this is uh, the images that the spirit's going to run through. So you have to do that. So when it came to this thing of... Uh, deliverance in the Bible and Jesus talking about them um, casting out demons and devils and all that kind of thing, which is how it's read in the Bible, uh, is very important. What I'm going to start with, before he started this idea of uh, clearing out the old movie, the old sin-based, fear-based movie, first thing that he did was call forth his 12 disciples his 12 disciples. Now, this is important, and I will get into this later. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of these 12 disciples, but there's a reason why Jesus called these disciples to himself. Um, and of course, coming from a spiritual point of view or metaphysical point of view, we really believe that what has been done and told on the outside is only what happened first on the inside. So that means there are 12 disciplines are disciples that lives in the human mind. And he called them forth. He called them out. That means he made them consciousness. He awakened them. And uh, there's a reason for that. So uh, let me just give you an, an idea here of, uh, of how that worked. The first one he calls out is Peter. And Peter means faith. So when you, when you take Peter and what he represents as your first faculty of your, of your Christ conscious mind, it is faith, which is in the center of the brain. He called out John. John is love. Um, Matthew is will, and on and on it goes. Every one of these 12 has a different definition that is more inward than outer. I mean, to love, to imagine, understand, will, order, zeal, all of these things are things of the mind, of consciousness. So Jesus called out all of the the inner disciples within himself, uh, and once all of those are activated, you will see how much that you can clear your path and clear your life in, in some way. 
Well, we talked, I think we touched into a little bit about <clears throat> uh, the fact there's only one spirit. We all are spirit. God is spirit. We're all of the same spirit. But again, it is uh, how the what we're giving the spirit to manifest that makes the difference in our lives. <clears throat> so <clears throat> a lot of things that we believe in may not even be true, but the fact we believe in them transfers our power to that belief, whether it's true or not it seems to become true. And that's where we get the word illusion. In other words, we can, we're can we so powerful, we can make things uh, seem real that aren't real. Absolutely. We can absolutely misuse our power in a way to make things be. So uh, I know people who believe in uh, everything's a demon and a devil and a whatever, and they live in that world of such fear uh, because they believe in it and they're transferring their power to believe in something. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, earthbound spirits. This could be controversial, but um, the scripture teaches, I don't know if churches teach it, I don't know of any, but uh, it teaches that um, things when they're bound while you're in the body, while you're still in the body and you're bound to certain beliefs that are not serving you for your highest good, that uh, at that point, if you do not heal that or take care of that while in the body, then you're going to have to take care of it outside the body when you leave the body. And I know a lot of people don't believe that. I just ask you to feel that and see what it feels like to you, and I'm going to give you a scripture because this is supposed to be kind of a, a Bible thing that we're doing here. So I want to give you the scripture in Matthew 18 and 18 that says, whatsoever is bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now, the good news is whatever is loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So a lot of people who continue to live bound to their ego, their their false self of who they think they are rather than who they are um, and have not accomplished in a lifetime or lifetimes even that freedom of the truth making them free from that illusion, then the illusion itself becomes more and more real. So I guess what I want to share with you today is when a person comes at the point of laying down their physical body and moving to the next experience into the spiritual world, that the spiritual world is not just one big huge room where everybody goes, but there are dimensions. Even the Apostle Paul said, I know a man that went to the, into the uh, third heaven. Third heaven. So heaven is heaven's. It's not just heaven, but it's heavens, and it means different levels. So I, what I've been shown that I'd like to share with you is that we're a, what a, a level that a person attains in a lifetime is the level they go out of the body into that same consciousness on the other side. So you've got all levels of uh, spiritual beings that are caught in these different dimensions uh, 
and, and the good news here is everybody will eventually graduate and free themselves from these lower different dimensions. And that's why we do have things like grace. That's why we have things like reincarnation. As much as that is controversial, it is so important to realize this is the love and grace of a creator that says, I know you're not going to get it one time. You're going to need as many times as you need to finally come to that place to wake up and know who you are. So I know people in this lifetime who has come to that awakening. I know a lot of people who have not. I have family members that have and some that don't. And I bet you do too. So everybody has to go out at the level that they attain. And so it continues to be a growing experience even on the other side. There are those who are very enlightened on this side who have chosen to, to go to the other side to teach them who come to the other side who need to be taught. So there are teachers on the other side. And that is their that is their their mission to do that. So again, whatever is bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, but what's loosed in heaven shall be loosed on earth. So uh, this is why I was directed in the 80s to form a ministry of releasing spirits releasing spirits. Matthew 12, 43 says that the unclean spirit has gone out of man, walks in dry places and seeks rest, but finds none. Now that's a controversial verse. First of all, the spirit is not unclean, but the spirit is running through an unclean mind, unconsciousness or perception. Unclean here means not in alignment with divine purity of God. Oh my goodness. But notice here that it is seeking rest. Well, in what I grew up in, they were trying to cast these demons and devils out that was seeking rest because nobody understood how to uh, allow them to rest. So this brings me to the experience I wanted to share with you on the last podcast. Now, I can sit here and give you all kinds of knowledge. I can give you Hebrew, Aramaic, all kinds of things that are kind of knowledge. But I also want to throw in some experience because experience is the cornerstone of really our faith. Uh, in 1983, this happened. It was an interesting year for me. I had just moved from, uh, I think, Dallas, Texas to Peoria, Illinois where I had taken on an assistant ministership with a church in Peoria and also a took on a church in Decatur. So I was going back and forth between Peoria and Decatur twice a week to minister to these churches. So it was a, I remember a beautiful, beautiful fall day. The sky was blue. It was warm enough to roll down my window. I was probably playing some kind of music I really like, and I was really feeling very good about uh, going over to Decatur to do my, uh, my class, which was in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, I felt like a presence just covered me, covered me. And I, I don't even know how to, when words explain this experience, because it was an experience, all I know is I went into my spiritual part of my mind and my spirit began to speak through me in what we call glossolalia or the speaking in tongues. And it was just, it was just 
to my brain uh, gibber. It, it meant nothing. It was just a bunch of sounds going on. And the brain is, is probably going, what's going on here? I have no idea. This is ridiculous. This is silly. But anyway, I felt like I was being used by the spirit to speak in a language that the brain could not know. And uh, this happened as I was driving down an interstate, 74, uh, out of Peoria. And when I came to myself, to where I was, I'd realized that the exit marker uh, was 10 miles further. So I had missed 10 miles completely of driving and was not even consciously there. So what that means is my subconscious knows how to drive. That's recorded in my subconscious. I have to think about driving. I can go get my car right now and just drive because I've already learned and it's recorded in my subconscious. So thank goodness for the subconscious in that kind of situation. So I came to myself and when I did, I felt a release. It's just like a something just free. Uh, the spirit just was free. I just felt my whole body was just so free and I thought, whoa, I don't know what this is about. I, it was just an amazing feeling is all I knew. So as I continued to drive, I wanted to tune in and just see what just happened. I really wanted to know. And these words were formed in my mind. Now, I was raised in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. At the time I was ra being raised, Tulsa was known for two things, the oil, capital of the world, and oral, oil Roberts, the great healing evangelist was known all over the world for his healing ability. So I was raised in that atmosphere of healing and healers and that type of, uh, of, uh, of a city that Tulsa was for many uh, so-called headquarters for preachers who became famous uh, in the years that was to come uh, in that way. So the main evangelist and being raised in Tulsa, I knew, I'm, I'm not going to mention names, but I knew that this very well-known preacher evangelist had a son that was gay. And I knew that the family was supporting him to stay out of Tulsa and live in California. So I knew about that. So what spirit... I guess said to me, I don't know how else to say it, is because of my connection and openness to be used as a channel that the Spirit through me in that moment, at, at 10 miles or wherever it was that I went, released his Spirit because he had just committed suicide at that time. Well, I did not know that, but he had. He committed suicide in West Palm Beach, Florida, in a motel. And it said to me that the power of the family and belief of the people was holding his spirit earthbound. And that I had been used for the spirit to move through me to release his spirit fully into the light of his next journey or adventure. And I thought, when this was all over, this is the craziest thing I've ever experienced, and I've had some interesting experiences. I thought, nobody, I don't even know if I believe this myself, otherwise somebody else believing it. So I decided at that moment, this is it. I'll never mention this. It just will not exist. Well, as I continued to get closer and closer to where I was going, 
spirit, spirit started dealing with my heart. It became so strong. And it said, I've given you the experience because I want you to teach it. And I just rebelled. Teach what? What am I going to teach? You know, I didn't even know the scriptures at that time. I just had an experience. That's all I had. So I get there and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to start my class. And I'm pretty good about just opening my mouth and something coming out. But this time, nothing would happen. I just hit a blank wall a brick wall and nothing. It was just embarrassing. And I, all these people saying they're waiting for me to come up with something. And, and, um, uh, I, I was so embarrassed. I just said, well, maybe we'll just do answers and questions and answers and you have anything in your mind. And I noticed a lady I'd never seen came in the back door and sat on the, in the back seat. I'd never seen her before. So I said, anybody have any answers or questions? And this woman raised her hand and says, what about spiritual beings after death and where do they go? And I went, okay. So in trying to answer her, I opened the channel for the experience to speak. And I began to teach this, that we who come from this background of Pentecostalism and deliverance was, was only increasing the power of these, um, thoughts and beliefs by uh, opposing them and fighting them. In other words, um, and if you don't have this experience, I don't know that you'll understand it, but if you've ever been to one of these experiences, it's, it's something else when they start casting out demons and devils and all that kind of thing. Some weird stuff happens uh, at, that, at that time. And so I, um, I knew what that was pretty much all about. But we thought these were evil, bad things that need to be. And here's what we'd say. I cast you out in the name of Jesus and send you into the fires of hell for eternity. But listen to this scripture again. The unclean spirit, the unclean part of the spirit that wanted to, to uh, be clear, cleansed and healed, walketh in dry places. That means dry because it's not in the presence. Seeking rest. I thought, wait, they're seeking rest? And I looked up the word rest. And the word rest actually means um, uh, to reinstate or recreate. So these earthbound spirits was entering people because they wanted to seek rest and to be released into the light. But instead, they were finding this hostile church who was trying to cast them into hell. Then it goes on and says, because we did that, they became seven times worse and entered into the next person. Hmm. So I began to go around the country teaching releasing spirits. And to this day, I cannot pass anything that is dead without releasing its spirit. I don't care if it's an uh, animal on the road or anything. The first thing that comes to my mind, I release your spirit into the light in this moment. And I've been doing that since 83. I don't think I've ever, it's a part of my consciousness. But anytime I hear of anything that, uh, that the life has gone out of it, I immediately make sure that its consciousness is released and that it finds rest. If it doesn't, 
and becomes earthbound and becomes angry because it, listen to this, but it findeth none. It found no one to give it peace or rest and therefore took on a greater intensity of angry anger until the next person it becomes more and more intense, more intense and more intense. And these are your people that are extremely, I guess you'd say, possessed with uh, all kinds of things. I'm not even going to start naming things, but some people are possessed with anxiety. Some people are possessed with depression. Some people are depressed with anger. I mean, until to the point of danger that people get so angry. And that's because this 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 being, this spirit, uh, left in anger and kept finding no rest and therefore was made more angry and more angry and more angry until it takes up as an entity in the consciousness. And that is what we call at that point, a demon. And Jesus said, I'm going to send forth my 12 disciples to go and heal the demons, which means I'm going to clear all of these uh, ideas and thoughts that are uh, possessing people that are not of my nature, but of human nature. So that was uh, quite an experience. So this is a lot to think about. I know we're going longer today, but this is a big subject. I don't know why sometimes I'm given the most uh, challenging subjects. I'd like to just stay around the the pretty stuff all the time. But I do think this is so much a part of the the collective consciousness of religion that is holding so many people into a, uh, a place in which they are not able to find rest, to find peace of mind. And we want to help them to do that uh, today. So uh, again, um, I'd love to hear from you. Appreciate you uh, that are tuning in and I hope you'll tell your friends about the podcast. And again, I know today was a lot. Maybe you want to re-listen to it again and go through the scriptures with me and then go inside yourself and contemplate it and see, does this resonate with me? I am not here to change your mind about anything. I'm not here to teach you a new dogma or doctrine. I am here to only try to clear out some of the misinformation that is blocking the truth from coming forth and making us free. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And may you be free right now.